Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because you know I was that weird kid who brought a soccer ball to school and dribbled around the the hallway or, and got in trouble and told I had to pick the ball up and was a kid who was kicking the ball on the curb. You know, that was me. I slept with a soccer ball. I was that weird kid and, you know, that's the only thing I saw though. Nothing else mattered to me. I didn't hear any of that. You know, I, I heard, obviously heard it, but I knew my path. I knew what I wanted to do. So I stuck with it and, and didn't let anybody say otherwise. Welcome to the Positive People Posse Living Room. I'm your host, Dom Green, life enthusiast and marketer of Positive People Posse. Today's sponsor is Positive People Posse 3P Media. We provide you all your ROI and digital marketing solutions. This is where we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and uplifting with entrepreneurs. Today's special guest is Sporting KC's forward, number 11, Kyrie Shelton. Thanks for being on the Positive People Posse living room today. Well, thanks for having me. No doubt, no doubt. So, uh, you know, it's been an interesting year this year. Obviously, with COVID, I think we've heard COVID every single day since the pandemic started. Um, but we're not going to get into that just yet. I really want to uh, just talk about how we first met. Obviously, we don't know each other, but uh, as I was saying before, you know, uh, positivity kind of attracts like-minded people and individuals. And so uh, I had a friend who basically just sent me a message on Instagram and was like, hey, my, my favorite sporting player is rocking some of your merch, rocking your brand, and uh, looked at your story. And, you know, sure enough, you rocked one of our hats and, you know, really appreciate it, gave you a shout out. And, you know, you reached back and said, hey, you want to jump on the living room? So thanks for being on. Uh, thank you for having me. It's, it's an honor. No doubt. So, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about where you came from and, you know, how you got to where you're at right now. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs and people that, you know, seek motivation or listening to the podcast. And so, you know, it's really important to know that, you know, like that mental fortitude and, you know, that toughness that you have to have. And I know that, you know, most soccer players run like nine miles, you know, just in one game. So, you know, I hate running. <laughs> it ain't my thing. And nobody likes running. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, you know, I, I'm an army brat, so, uh, father was in the army, um, traveled around a bit as a, as a kid, um, lived in Colorado. I was born in Colorado Springs, moved to Germany for six years, moved back to Colorado for six years, um, and then to Texas for high school. Um, so it's just been a lot of traveling and, you know getting to see different things and experience experiencing a different lifestyle um, than than most people I would say no doubt so um, so like even like travel you were you were like basically cut for this cloth you know you have to yeah <laughs> perfectly perfectly so for family sure. and all that I mean do you have any siblings yeah I have um I have four four siblings well, I have an older half sister and then um, a young, two younger brothers and a younger sister. So it's a, it's a pretty big family we got here. Are they all athletes as well? Um, they, the younger siblings, my youngest, um, he's eight. He, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's gonna be a star athlete for sure. You can um, see it? Yeah, 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 for sure. He's, <laughs> he, he loves soccer, so he plays soccer, he, um, he loves it. Um, but 
pretty much, yeah. Every every single one of my siblings are has been an athlete, um, and were great at what they did. You know, I feel like you know a lot of listeners, uh, a lot of people can relate. I think we all want to be athletes. Yeah. <laughs> to to actually be a professional, it, you know, it's a different stage. You know, uh, when I was younger, you know, I always thought that you know I was going to play in the NFL. Uh, one thing that I, I realized, actually, my father realized, he said, son, you got asthma, you got, <laughs> <laughs> you got, you got flat feet, <laughs> you're semi-fast, <laughs> you might need to just stick to the books. And so, um, what, what was that like for you at, at some point in time? Did you, did you really feel, feel like you had a certain crack? at it or was it did you ever feel like you were a little bit insecure about you know really exploring this path to be an athlete because I feel like a lot of people have that thought but you know to actually you know make that happen you know like what is the process you know getting to the MLS um you know once I touched the soccer ball it was it was game over um I knew what I wanted to do and, um, you know, I have very loving and supportive parents that um, have been behind me this whole time and are still there for me whenever I need something. Um, but, you know, it's, it's uh, it, for me, it was, I knew what I wanted to do. It was straightforward. I only saw one path. Um, and, you know, as a kid, you, um, a lot of kids, they don't know what they want to do, but I knew, um, I think um, when I was in middle school, my one of my teachers, she had our whole class um, put, put together a time capsule of what they wanted to be when they got older and so happened to be, that's exactly what I wrote down. Um, I want to be a professional soccer player and, you know, I manifested that and made that come true. and. and and I'm just blessed, really. I mean, um, I just, yeah, I'm blessed and have known what I've wanted to do my whole life. That's awesome, man. You know, like, I feel, I believe in manifesting my beliefs. And, yeah. you know, like, every day I have an affirmation and yeah. setting forth a goal. Um, with that, you know, comes a lot of influence, you know. So, uh, for me, the influences, the books that I read, um, and also just, being able to just be around people and have those honest conversations about what our intentions are and what we really want. Uh, one of my favorite books is actually right in front of me. I've, I've read this a couple of times. It's called The Power of Now. And uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. I, I'm, I'm sort of familiar with it. My younger brother actually introduced me to it. I started it and then I kind of trickled away from it and went to something else, but I'm going to get back to it. Yeah, I'm kind of the same guy, you know, like yeah. I'll start it and then like come back to it, jump over here. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it keeps me conscious and reading and thinking about things like that. Um, you know, so your earliest like thoughts, you know, like, you know, thinking about, you know, uh, getting to that goal, obviously manifesting is just one thing, but you actually have to get out there and do it, you know. So yeah. what, what has kept you motivated uh, through, you know, years and years of running, endless running? <laughs> um, you know, it's a, uh, I grew up in a very competitive family. Um, my dad, for instance, we'd go out and play, pick up basketball and just, you know, mess around. And this man never let me make a hoop 
Like this man was swatting my stuff left and right. You know, little things like that. I mean, it, even when it came down to video games, he would never let me win. And same with my mom. If she got out there with me, um, we were kicking around a soccer ball. It was the same thing. She she wouldn't let me get the ball, or you know, she would bully me around. And you know, um, I think growing up in that environment is just you know we're I'm bred different um just always wanted to compete and then you throw in the soccer piece and you know it just blended well together it just fit perfectly um and yeah it's 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 been a wild ride for sure but you know I I haven't uh, played any other sports other than soccer yeah I can I can picture your father just like Swatting you, you know, going for the layup and just get that shit out of here. Like, oh, for like sure. when I was a kid, when my dad did that to me, like I was, I was like sucking my my lower lip, you know, just just quivering, you know. Oh man, it's it's so funny. Cause... But but those types of stories, you know, like it, yeah. it just reminds you, you know, you probably look back and you just smile, you know, like that's. It's a good childhood to have, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, this man never let let anything go easy. You know, it was, it was br dust, uh, brush the dirt off your knees, you know, get up, you know, no crying. Like, come on, like, if you want to do this, this is what it takes. And um, he was a very, um, very big, big competitor from, he grew up in Texas. So he was one of the star um basketball players and football players um and then took a different route after that um but my dad's competitor and, and the funny thing is is my dad <laughs> i make my dad look short now he's my dad's about five six and i'm over here at six three so <laughs> now we would play basketball would, the roles would be reversed for sure yeah for sure he's like mugsy <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah man yeah, that's 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 awesome. You know, I can't say that I have a similar experience uh, with the upbringing of a father, but you know, that's that's one aspect that it's really big for a lot of men, and um, you know, that's aspect that mom cannot replicate in a lot of cases. And uh, you know, my father personally, he uh, he played football for Nebraska, and um, my my parents went different ways at a young age. And my dad would, I would only see my father in summers. Um, but, you know, I will say that, that I had a direct influence by him. You know, I right. still aspire to want to be like him, although he wasn't there every single day. Um, and so, you know, what I, what I will say is, you know, through that nature and that aspect, you, you pick up, you know, certain qualities, good or bad, with, with family. But it's good that, you know, you had a good role model like that um, you know, that it only makes our world a much better place or the world around you uh, when you're able to do that for others, you know. Um, so when it comes down to it, you know, 2020, the, the clock struck 2020. It was January 1. You thought it was going to be probably one of your best years. Uh, you came back to Kansas City, right? You were, you were right. playing for a different team. What team was that? I was in Germany. Um, SC Paderborn, um, okay. smaller, uh, smaller club in, um, in Germany, but we were in the, when I got there, they were in the second division and then we moved up to first division. 
Um, so we were playing some big timers for sure. That's awesome, man. And so you got you got back to KC. Were you happy to be back to KC? Was it a familiar place for you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, so I got drafted to New York City FC um, in 2015. Um, and I was there for three years. And then I came to KC um, 2018. Um, and then last year I was in Germany. And then, you know, coming back here was, there was no question, um, no questions about returning here because when I was here in 2018, when I left, I I was kind of heartbroken because uh, this is a, that was the first time in my career where I felt, you know, comfortable and at home. Um, just the environment organization is just top class and, you know, it's a family environment and it's not as cutthroat, I would say, as a lot of other organizations where you have players who have egos and, and things like that. Um, I didn't experience that at all here. Um, and it's actually not, they don't allow players like that to, to come into this organization. So it was eye-opening and, you know, just a blessing, really. Yeah, man, team, team culture um, and just culture in general, you know, like having that camaraderie with people, you know, like that, that feels really good. You know, that just, it just makes every experience much better. You know, like I don't think that if I would have, so I'm from Kansas City, uh, now living in New York. Um, a lot of our team, they live in Kansas City still, but I don't think I would have the brand Positive People Posse if I didn't grow up in an environment like that. And so, you know, everywhere I go, it's now infectious. You know what I mean? And, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's amazing because we're, we're able to, you know, what we do, we do a lot of, we do marketing for clients, but we also have a brand side, which is how we connected. But we're able to get, you know, people from all over, you know, um, basically wearing our brand from Germany to Australia. And I think it's amazing because it's like, it's that Kansas City influence, you know, it's like, it, just tying it back to that, there's something different about, you know, the area of Kansas City and a lot of, a lot of our listeners from KC and a lot of our supporters are, but, you know, it just, uh, it goes to show that, you know, like, like when you, when you feel at home, you know, like you feel like, um, you know, everything else you infect out, outward, you know what I'm saying? Right. So right. tell me about some of your, your challenging experiences, man. Is, is there anything that comes to mind for you? Um, yeah, I mean, I've faced many challenges. Um, biggest one, um, I've had two. I think my when my parents, so my parents are divorced. Um, I think that was one of my biggest ones. Um, I was a freshman in high school, you know, just new to, to life and, you know, new to the area pretty much. Um, and, you know, I always look at my parents as superheroes. Um, and I thought I was so naive um, when it came down to, you know, people making mistakes or whatever it is. Um, and, you know, I think the world of my parents and still, still do to this day. Um, but that, that one was challenging um, because, you know, I, I'm, I was a kid um, trying to figure out my life um, and, you know, 
going through an experience that, you know, you know, people have, people separate and people divorce and, you know, sometimes they get back together, sometimes they don't, but, you know, um, that was a challenge for me. Um, I was just so just taken back. I never thought that would happen, you know. <laughs> Uh, I never thought it happened at all um, with any family because um, I was so blinded to a lot of stuff as a kid because my mom and my dad are very, they're very protective of me and, and my my siblings. So um, that would be the first one I would say. Um, that was a challenge for me. And then uh, my freshman year of college was, was hard because uh, I, I broke my foot and, you know, have these big aspirations and dreams to 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 make it to a certain level and and help my family out um and after breaking my foot you know I'm in the doctor's office talking with the doctor and he's gonna he's, he's talking to me about doing surgery and whatnot and he hits me with um I'm gonna have to put a screw in there and if it doesn't heal right, you're not gonna be able to play soccer anymore. Um, and you know, like a movie, everything just just went silent. And he was talking to me, and I didn't hear a word after a word after that. Um, and obviously, I uh, it's like somebody take it's like somebody takes something you love away from you. Um, that's what hit me and then I got depressed and you know um that's a that's a that's a tough one I think that's probably my dark darkest time that I've that I've had um but you know it's uh going through all of that stuff it's and you know being surrounded by really good people um people were supportive and just super positive um it's what brought me back through and and actually show me a different way to look at the world so you know i'm thankful for those people and Man, you know i believe that you know like we ask you know why like what experiences and challenges you've been through because you know we've all been through something you know and and everything's not matter of fact and designed the same for every individual even with your siblings you know they probably have experienced different elements of life that you've uh you haven't experienced or you know they see it from a different perspective and you know um when you, when you can get knocked on your ass and someone tells you that um it's it's not going to be the same again or whatever um you you have two choices you know, you have a choice to say, like, I'm just going to accept whatever someone gives me. Or you can say, what the F does that person know? And I'm still <laughs> going to go after my own goals, you know. So, you know, yeah. I, I uh, yeah, I commend anyone and everyone who has that mental fortitude. But it typically takes a village of people to uplift the brightest star, man. It doesn't matter who you are. You know, we're alone in our thoughts sometimes, you know, and thoughts. Or, or something that get the most of us, you know what I mean? Yep, that's exactly. People that's just exactly. think that you just arrive on top, you know, like uh, my mother had said, my mom says this often, but she said, son, if you started started off at the top, where would you have to go? You know, where, where else are you gonna go? There's so, no story. Yeah, yeah. there's no story. <laughs> You're right. 
people want people want the story right exactly you know, like you know like uh all my life i've always felt like an underdog even even if people are rooting me on i always felt like an underdog you know i still feel like an underdog you know like i, I like that feeling because it's like i want someone someone to doubt me it's a positive negative thing you know it's like right. these haters it's like well yeah i mean I, I ultimately just don't think that everyone's consciously thinking about like you as a person, you know what I mean? Like, I think when we kind of take away our ego a little bit, you know, it's like these haters, these haters, it's like, well, people are just selfish in general, you know? Like, yeah, you're doing, but you're doing something right. That's what it means. Yeah, I'm doing something doing, right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> like, of course, you're, you're, you're putting yourself out there. And so, you're um, trying. Yeah it's hard to have a conversation with anyone and everyone and it's just really impossible. So, you know, you know, right now where you're at uh, in this place and time, just like your perspective, you know, 2020 has been a weird year, you know, how have you been able to just navigate through um, chatter or noise, you know, just noise of all kind, you know, just, you know, this year or maybe even in the past, like how have you been able to navigate through um, you know, I used to always want to control everything. Um, and as I've gotten older and have matured, you know, I just go with the flow now. Like, I just take life as it comes. Like, whatever happens, I just deal with it at the moment and then move on from that. Um, so that's how I've treated this year. It's been, yeah, it's been a wild, wild ass year. Um, but you know, in dark times, you, there's always light. There's always light. I mean, you got, you just got to find it. You just got to find it. And it may take some time, but you know, that's how I look at it. That's how I look at a lot of things. I think after, you know, you go through, I would say my darkest time, um, it's hard. I know I never want to be there again. You know, I never want to be back down there again because that it's a scary place. It's a scary place. Yeah. Um, man. So 2020, I mean, yeah, it's been ups and downs and, and stuff like that, but I try to stay busy and, you know, just be around, you know, I've my family, uh, my siblings to uh, my younger youngest brother and my younger sister came down um, when quarantine first hit, they came down and spent some time with me. So we were able to just hang out and we played card games, video games, did some TikTok dances, you know, just spent time with them. And, um, you know, it's funny, all the, they're younger than me, but there's a lot of things you can learn from younger people. Um, so I like to spend, I spent most of the time during quarantine with them. Um, but, you know, you can't look at this year as a, as a, as a bad year. It's a year of growth, I think, for the whole world. Um, there's a lot of things that have been brought to light that were in the dark for the longest time. Um, and you're starting to see a lot of those things come, come into to play, um, which, is, which is amazing because without this year, um, a lot of those things still would be pushed under the rug. Yes, I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> you There's know, a lot of, yeah, but. A lot. Yeah, one of the no. main ones. 
we can we can say a lot of that on this too and you know um i would say that you know this year my interpretation is it made the real ones even realer you know it made mm -hmm. it made the people who uh were were really had that conscious mind and and really wanted to you know do something bigger they, they had a little bit more time to think about what they want to do with their life when I get it, when I get out this prison cell, I'm going to prevail, <laughs> you know, like, like, but, you know, it's like, I, again, you have to get kind of knocked on your ass and, you know, like, I know it's been hard and it's like, I don't want to see people struggle, but I also want to see people prevail, you know? And so, um, you know, like, and then it made a lot of the heightened challenges that we've had, you know, uh, systemic aspects uh, that we've been seeing and a lot of the the racial uh tides really come to shore you know um and you know it was it's it's a beautiful thing you know kind of seeing people show their asses uh whether if it be for the side that you're on or the side that someone else is opposing you know right. and but it's like having those honest discussions i've never had more honest discussions about how i feel and how i felt and um my experiences and stuff That's like that. Crazy. I felt validated, you know, like I was like, as a black man, I get to talk about this or talk about what my family has went through. And so it, it felt good. It was, it was relieving for me. It was cleansing. But isn't that, I think that's just, I think it's funny because like nobody did that before. Like, it's like, why for me, it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating as ever. It's just like, why does it take something like what has happened and has been happening to now and for you to now ask me how I feel and, and get kind of on that emotional level when it's always been that we just, a lot of people have just been quiet about it. And it, for me, it's just frustrating to hear stuff like, you know, to be asked because I'm like, you should have been doing this. This is like how the world should have been. You know, we should, we should know how we, how one another's feeling, you know, it's, it's simple. We're all human beings. Yeah. We should all be aware of one another and, and work together. I mean, should be so, so life would be so much easier. Everyone just work together. It's simple. It's so simple. It's, it's so simple in the concept because you are an athlete and you have to work with other people. It's a team joint effort and people are coming from all different types of backgrounds. And, you know, you're, you're able to relate through, you know, having that, that, that goal on the field and then having that time, you know, where you guys are, you know, grinding through practice and through sports. I mean, your best friends become those, those individuals because, you know, they're seeing you for who you are, right? You know, they right. know that you're going to bust your ass and, you know, you're going to push them because they're seeing your work effort. But from the outside perspectives, you know, it seems like the diversity doesn't happen um, and inclusion doesn't happen outside of the corporate structure, you know. And yeah. so I think it's a, it's a challenge for people to realize, you know, like, okay, well, a lot of people have adopted that, you know, my friends are only going to look like this or my friends are only going to uh, wear polos and boat shoes 
and we're going to crush nat natty lights and whatever. I like doing all those things too, right? But oh, yeah. when I, if I look at all, if I look at my whole group and I say like, it's only one of me and you know, it's, it's not well, you know, diversified or whatever, you know, I, I feel like, like I need to do better, you know, like, you know, like I feel like um, with many groups of people, you know, if I want people to see color, you know, I want people to see color for the good things, the enhancing things, like, like what we bring to the table, you know, like it just makes things more interesting. It makes things more fun when uh, we can just, you know, all show, show a little bit of difference, just, you know? Yeah, bro, you, that's where you grow though. That's hundred percent growth right there. I mean, I mean, my parents are perfect examples. My mom is, is a white lady and my dad is, black like I and it's so funny because growing up I was on everyone's telling me get to see best of both worlds and it's true I mean there's differences in the culture and, and everything and um to whereas my mom's side of the family is more strict and structured to where my dad's side of the family there's just tons of freedom and you know um the cultures are just different um but it's not hard to be a, a good human like yeah. it's it's not hard <laughs> it's not hard at all and i don't know how people can complicate that like it's it's simple to it's, me it's i mean to see where my parents started and how they got together and their whole experience of dealing with racism we've dealt with it as a family you know and dealing with that um and then obviously having me um and now me reflecting back and talking with them about their upbringings and and everything it's i mean the world's changing yes but we've got to do better 100%. everyone everyone yeah you know i was having a conversation on our last podcast with the guest his name is uh steven torres with uh Kawaka, Deaka, Mezcal. I don't even know how to pronounce the name. It's so complicated, but I'm going to get it down. He's sending me a bottle, so that's when I'm going to read and read and read. But, um, you know, we were having this conversation where it was, we were thinking about like, okay, so what was it like 20 years ago? It wasn't as where we are today. So we have been getting better, but we can always do better. And so, but we have to disrupt sometimes. And, you know, this was a year of disruption. And now I think, uh, you know, we can move forward with honest conversations and, and not have that, that fake conversation where it's like, I don't see color. I don't, you right. know, like, well, in right. a perfect utopia, but <laughs> that's not where we're at, you know? So, but, you know, like, yeah, I'm very appreciative uh, for this year. You know, like, you guys probably didn't even know if you, you were going to play this year, right? Right. Yeah, it was. There's a ups, lot going on, you know, like. Yeah, ups and downs. And oh, we're going to play this week, and then we're not playing this week. And then we're going to start here. Actually, it's been pushed back a whole another three weeks. It's day, it's, it changes daily. I mean, um, yeah, it's been, it's been wild, but. You know, just adapt. Just take it as it as it as it comes. Yeah, man. You know, like that's uh, the big pivot. You know, um, for a lot of us. Um, but so you guys have fans in the stands right now, or what? Yeah. Um, I mean, 
we've we've done well. Um, I think we're probably one of the only teams in the league that has had quite a bit of fans. Um, and the organization has just done a tremendous job. And actually, the state has been, done pretty well. I mean, I know COVID cases are rising now. Now that it's finally hit the Midwest, um, we've done well. We've done well, and everyone's done their part for the most part. And, you know, we're, I'm thankful that we do have fans in our yeah. stands. Yeah. There's a lot of time, and we've played in stadiums where there's no fans, and it's we're competitors, and you know, um, we just that's our job. And but when there's fans there, it makes it it makes it better. For sure. So like uh, the fake noise or the white noise that they play over the the speakers, like does that feel like the real thing, or you just know it's just like you know you that just, it's not real. Yeah, I mean you know it's. Because the stadium will be dead silent, and then they'll have sometimes some of the places they'll have it over the intercoms, and it's not the same. Like, yeah. I want the person yelling at me. Like, if I'm a, on a way on a way trip and away game, I want the fans yelling, cursing at me. You know, because you know that's what I embrace. It's, it's like this is like my life. <laughs> like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I, I want to hear those things, and I I want to feel the feel the the crowd. Um, so it's, it's been strange, but, you know, at the same time, I have a job ahead of me and that's what, that's what I look forward to. Yeah. You know, I like to, I use this term, I, I think I came up with it, but it's called positive ego. You know, positive. you have to have a positive ego with anything and everything. It, it means that you're positive in the fact that you acknowledge your ego, but you have good intent. You know what I mean? You have good intent behind your ego. And yep. so when you're on the field, you have to believe that you, you are the best or mm -hmm. you're going like you don't want to go into a, a match where you're saying, you know, like, uh, I'm, I'm kind of the best. Like yeah. you, you have to have that ego to say, like, you know, I'm going to bust my ass and I'm going to outmatch the person uh, on the opposite side. Right. Right. It's yeah, it's that. I mean. You know, there's a switch that's flipped. I mean, with me, uh, once I hit the pitch, it's focus and I'm outworking whoever's against me today. I got to outwork all 11 of the players on the field on the opposite team. I'm going to do it. So, I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, I, I would say most professional athletes are, you know, you they have egos. Some have bigger egos than others. Um, some don't have an ego, you know, you come across different players and um, different, yeah, just the, the diversity of where they, where they came from. So it's, uh, it's fun though. It's fun. When it's all said and done, I know that you have years ahead of you still on the pitch. Um, what do you want your legacy to be? Like you're, manif you're manifesting again. You know, what's the next five years of manifestation or even after your, your career? Um, you know, for me, it's to soccer isn't, hasn't been the biggest sport in, in the U.S. And I want it to be. I think it's a universal language and it needs to, the light needs to shine on soccer in the U.S. 
I think there's so so many things that you can learn from watching or playing or being around people who play soccer. Um, just because we are thrown into we're thrown into a team with it's different cultures or you know you can have players from Africa you can have players from Asia you know it's so diverse and you, and that's the funny thing you get to be around these people and learn their culture and and learn who they are and where they come from I think that's just so cool um it's like a world inside of another world, you know? Um, you know, I've got to say that in a way, you know, I'm kind of envious. Like, I, I never really thought that would be a word that I would say. But um, for me, you know, when we were growing up, it was football or it was baseball or it was basketball. Soccer was not something that we had access to. I, I had friends that that did did play soccer but it wasn't it wasn't that prominent and you know as I grew older you know I was like you know of all things that I do appreciate like after well after um high school and college is like watching the sport you know sport and like something about uh the organization of sporting really made me a big fan of the sport you know and um but because of that diversity and I see that diversity you know mm -hmm. The, there's a prominent aspect of only black athletes in the NFL. But when I do look at, you know, a soccer match, it seems like, you know, that, yeah, there's multiple people from everywhere. Yeah. And um, one of my good friends, um, he actually has a brand, um, State Soccer. It's with one of your, your teammates. A shout out to them, you know, because I, I know what they want to do with the brand. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they really want to make this – a global thing like global locally global meaning that we're connecting with the globe and i i believe in it I, I truly believe in the sport being that all you need is a ball and a field you know what Dude, i mean like you, that's you're starting yeah you just need a ball and it doesn't matter where it is playing the street playing yes and play anywhere i mean that's yes. what I, a lot of soccer players would say they they've played on the street growing up and have scars to prove it from falling and and stuff like that but yeah it's it's just a universal language i remember uh it was like six years ago i went to the dr and um <laughs> the last day that i was out there i actually stayed by myself by accident because i thought everyone was going to stay in the dr for like eight days but everybody was leaving at seven. And so I was like, dang, I have to go get my own hotel. And so I ended up getting one of the, the cheapest like bed and breakfasts. And, um, and, and I'm like in the hood, dude, <laughs> like, like, bro, I'm like looking at like reviews. It's like five-star reviews. Everything looks nice. Everything looks great. And you know, this Kansas kid, me, you know, rolls up there and, I remember my taxi guy being like, hey, are you good? And I'm like, <laughs> am, I, am I supposed to not be good? Like, <laughs> like, there's a hood everywhere, you know, but like, I'm in the DR, like away from like, far away from the resorts. I'm not in resort life anymore. And I had two choices. Like, I could have just like stayed in, in my Airbnb or whatever, 
for like the rain or the day before I went to the airport. Or I could just go, you know, put on a backpack and just walk around. And I was like, man, no fear, man. Like, it is what it is, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, well, like, why do I have this feeling that I'm so afraid of, like, people that look like me, you know? Like, exactly. ridiculous, you know? And so I went out and, uh, yeah, there was a pickup game in the street. And I got to play, I got to play football out in the street mm-hmm. with people that I, I couldn't even communicate with. But, you know, it was... I was terrible, but you know, like I had an embracing experience like that. And I'm sure you had a couple of laughs. You laughed at yourself. Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were saying some some shit. They were talking <laughs> some shit on me, but I don't know what they were saying. But it was great. It was great, you know. So uh, yeah, man, things like that. You know, like it, it's it's easy for people to to judge and not want to step outside their box. And I live in that 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 embrace of being in discomfort. You know, because that means I'm growing, you know, and so hopefully, uh, yeah, you know, I could see I can see that you care about that, you know, mm-hmm. extending that type of, you know, challenge after there's going to be new challenges, you know, like mm-hmm. nothing's ever easy. But, you know, like it's good that you're thinking about, like, where you're going to be, you know, what mm-hmm. you want to do, um, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes down to it, um, you know, like our brand is all about you know, positive and negative experiences. You know, it's the same thing with our, our clients. We realize that they have a story too. And, you know, for us, it's easy for us to connect with people on a relational level like this because we're humanizing ourselves, you know. Um, we need people to work with all sorts of people. And so we try to keep it diverse in all, all ends of the spectrum. Um, what I want to know is, uh, you know, what is your biggest weakness? And then we're going to talk about your superhero power. Cause this is one thing that I ask all of our guests, like what's your weakness uh-huh. and then what's your superhero power? Ooh, weakness. That's a tough one. Um, I haven't even thought about that. That's a great question. It sounds like your weakness is you don't know that you have a weakness, <laughs> which is that a bad no. thing? <laughs> um, I have, I mean, Everyone has weaknesses. Um, I don't know. I like that, man. I like that you don't don't, know. Yeah. I mean, I never, that's the thing, though. I never, you know, I was always told, like, you know, you're going to have weaknesses, but never focus on them. Um, And that's kind of what I've lived by. So I only focus on, you know, obviously, there's weaknesses when it comes to my career that I can work on. And obviously I work on those, but um, yeah, I'm going to have to sit on that one and, and think about it. Cause that's, that's an amazing question. Hey, right. Please get back to me. Two yes. or three of it. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, if you do, man, put it, put it in a post and okay. uh, or something, you know, like just think, really think about that. I want that heartfelt <laughs> response, you know? Um, amazing. Thank you. And uh, so your superhero power. <laughs> superhero power sheesh I don't even know if I have one of those man um I guess just just trying to be the light in, in people's lives it, it doesn't matter um whether it's making them laugh or you know being there for them when they they need something could be somebody I don't know um just trying to be that positive light 
Um, I think that's my superpower. And, and obviously, you know, what positive energy does to, to negative energy, flip yeah. that right around. Um, yes, sir. Even if it's for a second or a minute or five minutes, I mean, once somebody kind of gets a little taste of it, they, you know, it's it's like a wildfire. Yeah, it spreads man. quickly. Um, so I think that would be my superpower. You know, I will say, I will back you up on that, man. You know, because last week, New York City had a tornado. <laughs> it, like, like that's how I know that this, this year is strange, right? Because... <laughs> I'm talking about like 70 mile per hour winds, like, you know, sheesh, like this is like to me, like, bro, I was startled, man. Like I'm, I'm from Kansas and mm -hmm. I know of tornadoes and I'm over here like feeling shook. Like, I'm like, I'm a grown ass man. Like why are you <laughs> over here worried about like a branch, like falling on my, my car or something like that. Or like, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm like shook. I'm like, yo, like, I don't, I don't know what's this year is like really going to be strange, but Nonetheless, um, we lost uh, power. We lost uh, Wi-Fi here at the house. And, um, and I told you, I was like, hey, man, sorry. You know, uh, can't do the interview. Uh, it was like last week. And you were like, hey, man, just let me, let me know if you need anything. I'm like, what could I possibly need? I need power. But like, hey, <laughs> I need Wi-Fi. But no, no, I appreciate that though, man. You know, like that's that was a genuine response, man. You know, so yeah, I will back you up on your superhero power, man. Like you, it seems like you really want to be the light in people's lives, you know. And that's a that's a good quality to have, man. Because uh, you could you could be a cotton-headed ninny muggins elf reference, <laughs> or or you could be that person that people feel good when they see, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, I try to be the same myself, you know, like that infectious aspect. Um, if you tell someone to F off, they're going to remember you for the wrong reason, right? Mm -hmm. if you tell someone to have a good day, they might not remember you, but mm -hmm. you actually brought some positivity to their lives. Mm -hmm. And so um, if we can do more of that, you know, um, hopefully we can, we can give people better experiences with other people that are not around people that look like you and I. So, um, you know, before we part, is there anything you want to get off your chest? Um, is there anything uh, that you can think of that, uh, whether if it be words of encouragement for that young athlete that wants to, you know, um, become a professional athlete or they don't know what, they, what path they they're on, you know, what could you uh, get off your chest right now? You know, I, every time I'm, uh, I'm out or I'm with kids or be a team event or whatever, you know, and I have to talk to kids, you know, I always try to be as positive as possible, but also real because, you know, that's the only way I know how to be. And, you know, I always tell, especially kids, you know, you may not be an athlete, you may not be a professional athlete. And that's up to, that's up to a lot of things that are out of your control. Um, but one thing you can be, um, and what I encourage them to find is who they are and what brings joy to their lives because at the end of the day, that's the most important and that's what's gonna spread positivity. And 
shine a light in their life, which then they can shine on others. Um, so I just, I just say that I would just leave it at that, you know, just figure out who you are and what you want to do and never let anybody t tell you you can't do anything. Cause it's, it's, I've had so many people tell me that and, and it's funny because a lot of those people now, <laughs> they're all the, the, the ones clapping their hands when I do something good on the field. They're the ones messaging me. Um, and yeah, just, just be the light. <laughs> it's, it's like, what do they know, man? What do they know? Like, but it's, who's, it's who's the judge of that, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny because, you know, I was that weird kid who brought a soccer ball to school and dribbled around the 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 hallway or, and got in trouble and told I had to pick the ball up and was a kid who was kicking the ball on the curb you know that was me I slept with a soccer ball um I was that weird kid and you know that's the only thing I saw though nothing else mattered to me I didn't hear any of that you know I I, I heard obviously heard it but I knew my path. I knew what I wanted to do, so I stuck with it, and and didn't let anybody say otherwise. Damn, bro! I think that's the intro. <laughs> that's gonna be the intro for the, the podcast episode. I really felt that. You know, I I was the weird kid too, and you know, I I'm all about um, you know telling people be who you want to be. We actually have a children's book called We're All Weird, and it's all about that inclusivity and. Um, being different and but you know really looking at other people as no different you know what I mean and so yeah I really appreciate you uh really stating that because I feel like a lot of people can relate you know um mm -hmm. when when you are in the place that you are now you know you have to feel different you know what I mean like you should have that feeling it goes back to that positive ego like yeah. you have good intent yeah you should love it embrace it just just take control of it because yeah. you know a lot of the people are pointing fingers and laughing at you for for whatever you're doing or whatever makes you happy is they're gonna be like that the rest of their lives I mean they're gonna be miserable and that's just because they haven't had self-reflection and and time to think for themselves or be who they actually are and you can of, be all of the same or you can stand out you know and for good reasons too you know? yeah mm-hmm so on that note, you know, I think we should wrap it up right there. I think, I think people are going to be like, damn, I want more. Well, keep on listening. Keep on subscribing. Keep on liking and share if this back. speaks to you. You will be back. We got to get back. you some more gear too, man. Uh, so everyone, thank you for uh, listening to the podcast. Kyrie, you've been awesome, man. I really appreciate you telling us your story. Everyone like and subscribe and follow you at what's your what's your handle Tyree Shelton all right and uh until next time live freely stay positive peace out yeah.